Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. I am Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Uh, it's the Monday morning episode, you get it on Sunday evening if you're an IFS subscriber, and if you're not, I don't know why you're not. Uh, I come to you refreshed, Sam. I've been in Scotland for a week, just got back this afternoon. I'm well um, jealous, mate. I, I've, I've had, honest to God, I've had a fucking fantastic time. Me and the kids, uh, and my parents joined us for five days as well. It was a lovely family lovely. occasion. Lovely. And it was just sweltering hot, like 26 degrees every day. I know oh it's been God. a bit hotter down south, I think, but I think 26 yeah. is like your optimum yeah, it was, it was, it was sort too of temperature. Much. I mean, it would have been all right if I had I'd been in a lovely Scottish wilderness. Yeah. But in a city, mm. yeah, it was fucking horrible, to be honest. A city mind. heat. City yeah. heat. I mean, it's hardly the fucking city, it's France, but... You know, you just want to be in open space. I, I had to self-isolate through the whole fucking thing. Yeah, I was going to ask you about I, that. You've done I, I ten, felt like ten days isolation? Martin, ten days. I felt like Martin Sheen in fucking uh, in the beginning of Apocalypse Now. <laughs> when he just fucking wakes up and he's gone bananas. That's how just sort of like stir-crazy, locked inside a <laughs> house in sweltering heat. Uh, it was oh, horrible. Hell yeah. But, you, I mean, and then you, I'm you looking were... on Instagram and you look like you're you're basically in Valhalla. Oh man, it was so good. I mean, I, I think I mentioned it before I went away. It was Pit Lockery where we stayed, mm. which is about just under an hour and a half north of Edinburgh. And I hadn't really researched the place before I booked it. I thought it would be a good base for maybe going back down to Edinburgh for a bit, mm. uh, which we did. We went to the zoo, more of which later, um, or going up into the Highlands. I thought it would be a nice sort of halfway point. But then I did a bit of research, and Pit Lockery is fucking brilliant. It's got this this man made lock which you can take yeah. boats out on, rowing boats, pedalos, whatever, we did that. There's loads of woodland walks you can go on, different levels of different levels of expertise and fitness. There's, uh, I know this is not for you, but there's golf, there's foot golf, yeah. there's mini oh, golf, golf. Yeah. and there's proper bell-end golf, you know, 18 holes, yeah. um, mostly for wankers. Um, there's that. What else did we do? Fucking hell. It was just, just, just so much to fill your time in. I'm and looking at the, the they've got we a great staying. tourism website. Welcome to Pit Lockery. Four seasons, more reasons, which are fucking crap. You're no right. wonder you booked. I'd put I like on the basis it. of that fucking like line it. alone. Yeah. <laughs> there was outdoor theatre going on, which we didn't even get to do. Could have gone to see Wind in the Willows, outdoor theatre style. Fucking, you that's know. worthy of a deep dive because of Mr. Toad's fucking antics. That yeah, was, we'll that, get rid that, of that, that might eventually. have given you a little bit of a, might have sparked some ideas there, mate. Plus as well. As I think I might have mentioned before, my daughter's a vegan, and yeah. it's quite hard to go on holiday if you're a vegan and find s- places to eat out. 
and all yes. that kind of thing. When I did my pit lottery research, pit lottery's only got Scotland's only 100% vegan hotel. Oh my with, god! With, with dining facilities, everything in it is vegan. There are no Fucking meat-related products or dairy superb. products in the hotel at all. So, pff, you know, I just thought this was just destined to be a classic holiday, and it was. And it it was. was so good. Twenty-six degrees every day in a cottage with a lovely garden facing the sun and a garage that had a pool table and a table tennis table in it. So there's no Fucking no chance sweet. of getting bored in the evenings either. No, exactly. Exactly. That. Plus, you, remember you had that place booked in Portugal, which unfortunately you didn't go to, and that had a game room as well. It did. And I thought that is it just did. classic Dawson logistics. If you're going away, you're looking on Airbnb, there is a filter, isn't there, where you can tick a box yeah. for games rooms. There is. And games yeah. rooms, especially if you're going with kids, they're just fucking... They're, I wouldn't say they're essential, that's stupid, but it's such a good idea to have something oh, like yeah. that. It takes so much of the weight off. And we had a, a family table tennis tournament, Lovely. of which I was the winner. Of course. So, uh... I fucking <laughs> smashed them. I ground yeah. them into the fucking ground. Yeah, I played my dad in the group stage, and there was 49 years of pent-up aggression came out <laughs> from, from each side. We, I, I remember there was a legend, there was one, I mean, those things live in the memory. We did one on a, on a holiday in France once. We were on holiday with, like, my dad took me and my brothers, although, weirdly, one of my brothers, QPR tourist legend Casper Delaney, didn't get invited, and no one's ever known why. And it was such a legendary holiday, largely because of the legendary table tennis tournament that took place there, that it's really awkward because we're reminded of it every time it comes up. Go, oh, I remember that year when we were in France with the table tennis. And he's going, well, why would I remember? I wasn't there. And no one can explain why Fucking he wasn't. Hell. But anyway, the Italians were there as well. So we went on a joint holiday with me and my brothers and the Italian lot. And we had a fucking massive... Um, uh, tournament and the bedroom that I was in was above the, the converted a garage into a table yeah. tennis room and the mm-hmm. bedroom that I was in with my cousin we had a trap door yeah and right. if you lifted the trap door there was a ladder that went directly into the fucking table tennis right so when it was oh, right. like there was there was loads of rounds right there was like I can't remember how many people were on the holiday but there was a lot of games I think there was group stages followed by round two, round three. And when it was our chance to play in the qualifiers, rather than just walk into the room, we fucking opened the trap door and played blared out loud sort of opera music as we descended the uh, the ladder (laughs) to intimidate the opposition. Entrance music, yeah. Yeah, we had entrance music as we came out of the ceiling. It was fucking superb. But I was very bad. I'm, I'm, I'm a terribly defensive table tennis player. Um, I just literally, my aim is only to return the ball. I think as long as I keep returning. And Pete, I remember someone yeah. saying to me, like on that holiday, an uncle saying, "Your system is to bore the opposition to death, isn't it?" And mm-hmm. I'm like, "It's just I, I don't know how to play offensive shots." And still to this day, we've got a table tennis table out in the garden. I'm still the same now boring playing me but anyway the reason I bring it up is it was my dad and my uncle were in the final it always ends up being it's supposed to be fun for the kids it always ends up being the two like alphas who basically play <laughs> each other really seriously in the final rutting stags with ping pong balls yeah I remember getting having to like fight a tear back when my I mean it wasn't really my uncle it was my aunt, my Italian auntie's boyfriend but I thought of him mm. as an uncle and he, uh, he uh, Graham from Morecambe Morecambe Bay and uh, he beat my dad in the final. And I remember getting a bit like, 
Come on, Dad. <laughs> like, really, almost tearful because he was losing. You get like that. But then if you play your own dad, you want to crush him. But you don't want to see your dad lose to someone else, do you? Well, I ended up playing my son in the final. And we, ah, we, I thought you it, meant it, it was you and your dad in the final. No, that was in, I was in the group stage. I ended up playing my son in the final and I beat him. And it, it, his head went, basically. He was so pent up for it that he's just yeah. his head went when he started to lose. He couldn't yeah. focus and he couldn't get back into it. And I, I was trying imagine, to coach him, yeah. it, but it wasn't going down well. There's all that stuff from when you um, hacked him with that career-ending challenge yeah. at the stadium. And yeah. like, there's a lot of stuff like unspoken between you both that yeah. would have come out in that yeah. environment. And you had the experience to cope, and he didn't. So you no, were like Chiellini. It. You were like Chiellini, and he was like Saka yeah, in the Euros it. final. It was that sort of de- vibe. De- decades of experience came to the fore. So, yeah, um, yeah so now we're, we're looking to get a table tennis table and find somewhere to put oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah a new house, uh, yeah. stick it in the new garden, mate. Well, I'll find a space and for it, hopefully, yeah. Cover it with a torp in the um, just in the winter months. Yeah, just get rid of some furniture or something and have it indoors. Do you have much so, torp? Yeah. Do, you, do you have much torp, tarpaulin or anything like that, mate? Or I haven't got any, but I can get some. I yeah, can, you get you know, it. So I've I got a couple screw of bits. Fix to it. When I use them... I've got one that's camo. I've got oh, cam- I like that. I've got a camouflage tarpaulin. Probably one of the best things I own. Could you also get netting to go over the top of it with leaves, with plastic leaves in among it, to make it look full? <laughs> so on. I can sleep in the garden covered in the tarpaulin can, and netting, splayed out on my front. Can you, um, can your best friend Chris Ryan not get you a discount on some army tarpaulin with netting and leaves Chris Ryan have I ever told you about the amount of wood he chops and transports I don't think you have no I mean I hope I'm not being indiscreet but like I should mention you're looking around Sam as if he's in the room yeah he probably has got me Sam I've been listening to you recording that daft podcast you do and um, I wasn't happy with some of the things you said about my wood because that is actually personal I don't need some of my enemies knowing about that. Um, Intel. He actually has got a new book out, which he's asked me to mention, um, and I'm going to. Okay. Uh, but anyway, before I do so, um, oh, it's called Manhunter. It's really right. good. It's about ex special service, uh, special forces guy, and he get. It's a novel. He does novels, as you know. Oh right. In fact, okay. most of his books are novels, but but they're all based on his own experiences. Yeah. So it's a way he can write about stuff that he's probably not allowed to under the official secrets. Act, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. But he can fictionalise it and get away with good. it. Good. Anyway, uh, it's really good. Go out and buy it. Um, but no, you know, we do that a podcast with Chris Ryan, Life or Death, and, yeah. and when the producer calls him, or if I call him, very often. He's got a place, I don't want to give too much away, but he's got a place in the UK and he's got a place on the continent, let's say. Mm. Mm. And when you speak to him, he's almost always like, I don't know if you've ever read American Psycho, but one of the running things Mm. in American Psycho is that Patrick Bateman is always like, when someone asks him if he can do something, his excuse is always, no, I've got to return some videotapes. Because it's the (laughs) 80s, so that seemed like a hip thing to be doing. Chris Ryan's version of that is... No, I'm chopping some wood, and he'll tell you the uh, amount. He goes, I've, I, I have to spend the entire day. I've got to be up at six, and I'll be out in my garden chopping wood until like eight in the evening. And you go, oh, okay. So what about the next day then? No, I can't because then I've got to transport the wood over to France. Yeah. And yeah. You're like, oh, Do- okay. So he he chops up loads of wood, and then he sticks it all in his motor and drives it across Europe. 
I was going to and say, I don't know what he, he does with it there. And then I think he chops wood there and brings some back to England again. Does he chop it in the UK and then bring and then export it to France? But it's personal, personal use. Yeah, is there a personal not, allowance for wood he's, when you go abroad? He's not selling wood. It's just, just no, wood saying for it is. I'm saying it's, it's, it's for personal use. Is there, is there yeah, an allowance in the usage. same way that you bring fags back from Spain? Is there a personal yeah. allowance for chopped wood? Attend, monsieur. <laughs> C'est combien wood? <laughs> uh, look. I've got the paperwork. I've got a license to transfer this amount of wood weekly. That's why I go back. I could. <laughs> I'd love to do it all. Hire a big van and do it all in one go. But because of the fucking red tape, which I thought we were getting out of, I've got to do it look, in separate fucking shuttle runs. Look, I'm bringing English wood into France, and then I'm taking French wood back to England, and that's completely within the rules. It might look ridiculous, but there's a reason for it, and it's completely within the rules. So if you'll just step aside, I'll be on my way. He's like, that's one of the main reasons it's intimidating to have your best friend being an SAS legend, because, you know, the amount of wood he deals with is way beyond... In, in any given week, he deals with more wood than I would have to deal with in a period of 10 years. Do you, know do you I mean? think? Do you think that chopping wood might be a metaphor for something, something else, or just oh, yeah. it might just be a metaphor for like we've got the just rest philosophy? Do you know what I mean? It might be yeah. a metaphor for just what if, you know they say che- chewing the fat for having a conversation with someone. Chopping wood. Or, it just means you know, grafting. It just means just getting through the day. Just, just chopping wood, mate. Just chopping yeah, I'm wood. I'm just chopping wood. Life. What are you up to? What are you up Sam. to tomorrow, Chris? I'm just chopping wood. And all, Sam, really, you could just be reading a book and just doing a bit of gardening. Life is chopping wood and transferring yeah. wood. That's yeah. that's when it boils down to it. When you know, and I've seen, I've, I have been with many men in the last <laughs> breaths of their life. That many men whose hands I have held as the last, I, <laughs> the last b- bits of them disappear into the ether, and I can tell you, they all say the same thing. Cut all the bullshit. End of the day, life's about chopping wood and moving wood about <laughs> across the continent, across borders, international Usually borders, across European borders. Some, some of them men, I may have assisted them in their final moments, passing over uh, from, let's say, England to France. If you know what Sometimes I mean. it's the humane thing to do <laughs> is chop the wood for them. <laughs> if you catch me drift. <laughs> sometimes so they've a- actually asked me sometimes they've not asked me and sometimes they've said something else and I think I've misheard but accidentally chopped their wood anyway but you know it all comes out in the wash it's all about wood uh, the thing about wood is it all burns in the end so you know <laughs> it all turns into ash in the end um, so that's Chris Ryan's new book uh, chopping man wood. Hunter. That's a man. Hunter. No, I, there's bound to be some wood chopping in it because I can tell you that man chops so much wood, it's unbelievable. Was, was there a reason why we mentioned Chris Ryan? Oh yeah, because I was going to say if you could get your discount on your uh, on your tarpaulin. camouflage tarpaulin. We we got the paddling pool out last week just to cool mm. off in the day, and the kids were yeah. like getting in it, and I was I was really struggling both physically and mentally last week because I'm not joking, the heat. I don't when it, it goes over a certain temperature. I don't react well. I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not cut out for do you, it. Do you right? burn up? Do you? I'm pale skinned. I'm bald, yeah. which doesn't help. And the sun really like it, it drives me a bit balmy. And I was like in my room. I didn't feel myself. I was starting to get. I don't know if it was miserable, but I didn't feel 
mentally healthy, right? But even before the sun kicks in and during the day, I mean, you you rely on your runs, don't you, to get out and, yeah. and first thing yeah, in the morning I, I couldn't to reset do that. the demons and everything. I was getting up and I was doing sort of exercise in the morning in the garden. But right. it's not the fucking same. I mean, you're trying to get a sweat on, but you're doing weird shit like star jumps and running on the spot and all this weird wheels, stuff. Ro- roly polies. Yeah, roly polies all over the place. <laughs> I'm just doing fucking 20 roly polies. That'll sort me out. But it doesn't. It just doesn't sort you out like a proper run out in nature. <laughs> just ro- roly poly in laps of my small garden. Anyway. What are you doing, what are you doing backward roly polies? Can you do them? Can't do them. Try. Ah, uh, well, there you go. That, that's half the problem because that just restricts your, your, your output. My movement, it? yeah. I, in the end, I was just doing side rolls like you do down a hill, but across the yeah. flat garden. <sighs> uh, but, you know, all movement helps. But anyway, the, we got the paddling pool out. So at the end of the day, the kids would be like just in it. And now I'd go out at mm. the end of the day like an old buzz and just sit on my deck chair and just put my feet in. Oh, just yeah. put my feet just in, get your just as a little yeah. bit of a shadow was creeping across the garden, because mm. I couldn't even go out in the day. I just had a big fan on. I was lying on my bed with the fan blowing on me. But anyway, mm. um, at the end of the night, at the end of the day, we would cover it in a tarpaulin, right, the pool yeah. to stop all leaves and shit or whatever blowing into it in the night. Yeah. And then one day, I think stop, it was stop edge, stop edge jokes from dying in it overnight. Well, like this is what I'm building to. Oh. On the Thursday, my daughter goes okay. out. Pulls back the tarpaulin, thinking, another lovely day of paddling, pulling about. Nice yeah. and relaxing. You know. And she pulls it back, and there's a scream. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Jalapeño. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER. Jalapeño. There's a bloody great, a fucking massive frog in there. Dead. Oh, oh. And it, what? it was it was splayed out on its back, right? So it had gone full length, splayed, right? It was quite a sight. I, I did take a picture, but I haven't, I don't know, I haven't posted it yet. I'll send it to you, Andy. 
and you can yeah, see what you think I'll, of it. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll assess it and see if it, if it seems they suitable. Did. It they feels did. a bit wrong. Do. So it's not a movie. Isn't it? My my um my wife nearly said my mum weird, um and and <laughs> my daughter said you got to get rid of that frog right. So it was free, they were freaking out. So I went into the garden, and I thought, how am I going to dispose of it? And I found a rake mm. behind the shed. There was a big old rake. I, I never fucking used it. Didn't know we had a rake. So I thought this is perfect. So I, I yeah, it was on the end of a long pole. Have you recently discovered you've got a garden implement that you didn't know you had? Get in touch. Yeah, Call us now. Exactly. Send an email or tweet. Surprise rake. <laughs> this is a, it was a tough week in the weather, but some things were positives, and the surprise rake was definitely the best moment of my week. So I used this rake, and I fucking hooked up this frog, and it was really heavy and, and as rubbery as you would imagine. Oh, and wow. uh, and then, But then once I had it on the end of the rake, this long rake. I was sort of walking around in the garden and I was all disorientated by the sun anyway. I think I had sunstroke and I didn't know what to do with it. I had it out of the pool, but I thought, what the fuck did I do with this? I'm not putting it in the bin, right? Yeah. In fact, we'd been talking about dead animals recently, hadn't we, and how to dispose of them. I think yeah. you'd said, oh, yeah, if there's a dead bird in the house, chuck it in the bin. So Put I thought, should I chuck this in the bin? And I thought, no, I don't want to chuck it in the bin in the house because it all no. could rot and decompose no, in our rubbish. But I don't want to do it out of front because then, like, you might get foxes. They'll smell it and they'll come and attack attack your bins, bins and all apart. that. Mm. I didn't know what to do. My wife seen me out and about, just basically walked staggering around in circles with a massive rake <laughs> and a Confused. fucking huge dead frog dangling off the end of it, right? <laughs> and she's going, "What are you doing? You got to get. What are you doing with that frog? Do something with it." And I panicked. <laughs> Stop and I went about. to the, I went to the back of the garden, right? So obviously. Yeah. On one side, I've got neighbours who are really nice who will get on with, right? Yeah. On the other side, there's Raggedy Ann, who has been extremely active this week. I'll tell you about that in a second, right? And I thought, well, if I throw it, I wouldn't ever throw it to to the side of the neighbours I like, because that'd be out of order. Raggedy Ann, she's so mad. If there was even Mm. a 1% chance she caught me doing it, there would be a nuclear explosion. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you'd have to move immediately. Yeah, it would be like so insane. You'd, her response. You'd to have it. to do what that thing that they used to do in the Midwest in America in the 1930s during the Depression, where you just nail a plank across your door and just yeah. write the word "abandoned" on it, and you <laughs> yeah, just we'd go. just have to do a midnight <laughs> flit. But then I suddenly thought, oh, hang on, I'm forgetting about the back because over the back of my garden, yeah, yeah. that is the poshies' houses. Right. Oh, right. And it's yeah. quite funny because my street is like all our all these houses are either council or ex council. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, you get all sorts down my street, but over the back, the houses that back onto me are the ones that <laughs> overlook the River Thames, and these are like I'm telling you, these are four million pound houses, right? That loom Wait. over us, and they're yeah. like really like their gardens are in, immense. So the back of their garden, where their fence peers into ours, it's miles away from their back door fucking miles away yeah. right but yeah. Len's always kicking a ball and he kicks it really hard against the fence and one time at the posh woman they, they would never communicate with us because they're like oh they're ghastly people and they yeah. put their she really timidly put her face over the fence and said to Len would you mind not kicking the ball at the fence right so i knew i thought right they're a bit timid and it was really bad but i thought frankly they're the neighbors i'm least scared of 
plus yeah. they really they might never see this frog so I fucking got it <laughs> fucking lobbed it over the back <laughs> into the garden I don't know where it landed I think it might have landed on their shed roof but you can't fucking miss it hell. this is one of those little matchbox size frogs this was a big fucking frog yeah and then frog. as soon as I'd done it I thought fuck this could have repercussions I mean I haven't had repercussions yet and I also thought class war so I sort of thought a little bit nah you know, it's the Tories who got us into this mess. I bet they vote Tory. I can't be sure, yeah. but looking yeah. at the house, you sort of think. And he, and he kind of, of think, you know, uh, and I think, fuck it, have the frog, mm. you know. Mm. That's the least. You should, you should be fucking grateful that me and Len aren't over the back fence and occupying your fucking home and telling you all property mm. is theft. So yeah. getting a frog lobbed there over with go. a giant rake is the least of your there, worries. There you go. We've got Brexit. You're stuck in the UK. You can't afford to travel to France to eat your frog's legs that you crave so much. So or to you transport go. your wood. There you go. There's some frog's legs for you. Have free of charge. frog cunts. So I can get them on the barbecue, you cunts. Yeah, yeah I mean, so we, anyway. we, we had some frog activity as well when we were down on oh, Woodland yeah. Walk in Pitlockery. There were these tiny little frogs that were hopping about on the woodland path. And I don't know what that if they're land frogs or what, because they were really far away from any kind of water. We were just about 20 metres away from the lock, but they were just right. tiny and just hopping about. Yeah. And they were beautiful. They were beautiful. It was part of the whole beautiful vibe of the last yeah. week. So they were tiny frogs. They were very but much what alive. What other nature did you see in the woods? Did you see squirrels and stuff like that? Didn't see a single fucking squirrel. No. Fucking hell, that's disappointing. There was a pheasant hanging about near the cottage where we were staying at one point. Um, that was probably about it. Didn't see any cats at all. Pitlockery seems to be a cat-free town didn't see any cats excuse me excuse me hey how can i help yes i was just wondering um where are all the cats oh what What did you say just wondering we haven't seen any cats and and we're cat fans there are no cats around here and i advise (laughs) you to not go poking around us to (laughs) way move on very well (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i asked so you should be happy if you know anything about these parts, you'd know not to go around asking about cats. <laughs> there was a nice sort of uh, veiled kind of underlying anti-English sentiment as well, now and again, which is good. Mm. I went into the local petrol station to buy some bottles of beer for one evening, and uh, the fella behind the counter, I bought, I bought Asahai, uh, Cronenberg, and what was the other one? I think it was Heineken. Put them on the counter, and the fella goes, uh, three English beers. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> he says, all brewed under licence in England. When you're in Scotland, you can get a little taste of what it's like for me if I'm outside of London, where everyone yeah. is can't wait to present anything you do as really trumped up <laughs> and poncy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. literally, you're outside the M25, you walk in somewhere, you go, can I have a cup of tea? And they're like this, oh, him, you can tell he's from London, can I have a cup of tea? I suppose you want fucking milk in it too, don't you, you flash cunt? <laughs> like, I just want a cup of tea. I'm not trying to lord it up over anyone. <laughs> I actually wanted a double espresso, but I thought I'd I keep it simple and ask for tea instead. I know, and you're, still, and you're still bullying me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's what so it's like. But here's a question frogs. for our Scottish listeners: um, mm. Do you get what percent? I'm assuming that you know. Obviously, hate the English, fine. But 
do you, how much how how much less do you hate northern English people? What I'm saying is, do you cut a cut a northerner more of a break? Like Andy, if he walks in with a Sunderland mm. accent, is he going to mm. get slightly like better treatment? than if I walk in with a London accent or if someone walks in with a sort of posh home counties accent. Yeah. You know. I mean, one of my mates... Is there a difference it. or is English English? That's what I'm asking. One, what, one of my mates studied at Edinburgh University, I'm going back 25 years or so now, and he mm. said that he felt as though northeastern people got a fairer crack of the whip yeah. from the Scots than, than other English people. That's what I would imagine. Go, further north you go, the more kind of sympathy you get. I think to a large extent when people... Out, um, think of like English cunts. I like to think that the main per- people they're thinking of are people who live in sort of Surrey or Berkshire, the Shires, and, or behind your yeah, house, and sort of vote conservative. And do you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. just don't really listen to music. Do you mm. know what I mean? Basically, that that's guy that the Mark, that guy, yeah, that guy that Mark Williams played in the Fast Show, where he's always got the cafetiere <laughs> and he's going, which was nice. That's yeah, it. Yeah. That's but the I English. Might be wrong. This yeah. sort of, was there. There was no feedback on the frog thing then, as yet. Not yet. But right, I'll quickly good. tell you what Raggedy Ann's been up to this week because actually oh, there there might have to be a fucking reckoning here because it's just, just summer gets Shit. really crazy because she hates it when people she hates. And this is no exaggeration, right? This is genuinely true. She genuinely... She's such a rat bag that she genuinely hates the sound of children's laughter. Right? Oh, no. So she's like something from a garden, doll book. Play, yeah, I mean, she's literally like something from a doll. So as soon as summer comes and we're out in the garden and we're playing fucking swing ball or whatever it is, right, she will... She's, you know, for years, and I've probably talked about this before... What she immediately does is she sticks a radio or some stereo speakers pointing out into the garden and she blares out music full blast, almost as an audio attack to drown us out and discourage us from being. Because as soon as we then go back inside the house, which sometimes you just have to because it's so aggressive, you cannot be out there, she turns it off again. And then you go back outside and she turns it back on. So it's this mad war. So you can only really have fun in the garden if she's out. Right. Can I ask what kind of music it is? Well, it is sometimes quite good. Like her favourite band has become well established over the years by us is is um, uh, Thin Lizzy. So she loves to play <laughs> Thin Lizzy full blast, and I'm like, well, I don't. It could be worse. Do you know what I mean? And um, yeah, it's always like whiskey in the jar at full blast to like get get you. It's and then one. It's I'm, a I'm, like I'm, when when. Colonel Colonel Noriega was holed up in the yeah. in the embassy, wasn't it? And they played and they tried the clash to blast over and over him out again. With nowhere to run, didn't they? Yeah. Um, but, it's yeah. really it's it's quite horrible and obviously extremely mad. Last week it got really mad. So I, as I say, I wasn't out in the garden much, so I didn't experience it personally. But because I was hiding in my bedroom pretty much all week, but in the afternoons, my wife and both my kids would be out in the garden. You know, like playing table tennis or in the paddling pool, whatever. And you know what she started doing? This happened every day as soon as they'd been out there for more than five minutes. Not making a Mm. racket, by the way, just talking at a normal volume, right? Mm. And our fences are high. Do you know what I mean? When I grew up at my mum's house, the fences were like waist high. So if you were in the back garden, you saw every other person in their back garden. Chat over the fence and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's plenty of privacy. It's not like we're... You know what she did? 
this is really super mad and not an exaggeration. She got a telly. Mm. She brought it out into the fucking middle of the garden, right? Um, and she started playing on it. And I don't know whether it was a videotape or she'd got it off fucking Sky or whatever, but she somehow made it play the theme tune to Neighbours over and over Fuck and over off. again at full blast with the TV in the garden. So it's just going, Neighbours, everybody needs good Neighbours. Like, they were literally, you know, my daughter's 13, my son's nine. Uh, and they're out there in the garden. They're just like somebody just talking at a normal volume, right? And yeah. she does that until they go back in the house. The moment they go back in the house, she switches it off. Jesus Christ! But, I mean, that is a that is a massive escalation, isn't it? That's huge. That that needs to be confronted. I think. Well, I said like so. My wife's fuming about it, right? And I yeah. said the thing is, she's mentally ill. I said, and like if I write, she wants a reaction. So it's really hard to know what to do because mm. if I do respond, even if I'm replying, could you please turn that down a bit because it's really disturbing our fun. She's got the reaction she is seeking because yeah. we haven't engaged with her in fucking years. She's even got mm. a sign on her door saying for people delivering things, do not give them to number 76, right? Really, yeah. So we can see that, right? So, and if someone knocks on her door with a package, she goes, no, I don't take packages for them. There is no incident at all that we can trace this back to. Right, it's just... This is, a, this is ch- Channel 5, Nightmare Neighbours from Next Door yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's this. so mad. All we know that makes it feel slightly better is we actually know the family who lived in this house before us because their kid yeah. goes to the same school. And they were. she was even worse with them. Like, they had... Well, I think they rose to it more and so they'd have proper stand-up fucking screaming matches on the doorstep. Yeah. And I've just always tried to think, well... I've tried to have a little bit of pity in my heart for her because, mm-hmm. you know, this is not normal behaviour. This is someone who's She's got, got some problems. Yeah. yeah, it's like, so I do feel actually some sympathy. And she lives with her son who seems like a nice kid. So I feel sympathy for it all. But the thing is, it can't go on. Do you know what I mean? It can't go on because it's like the moment you set foot in your garden on a sunny day, I'm going to fucking assault you with as much noise as possible until you go back in your house. And like on on Wednesday... My daughter's having friends around for a birthday celebration, like a little garden thing where, you know, they're just having drinks and snacks or whatever in the garden. It'll only go on from about six till about nine. But if she does it then, I'll have to, because I can't have her ruining my daughter's birthday, can I? I'm going to have to fucking... I mean, the old me, I'd have just, like, jumped over the fucking fence with the Terminator and smashed the telly in. Yeah. Because I would have thought, oh, that'll really end it once and for all, because that'll... Just freak her out. Marker, (laughs) but it wouldn't. It wouldn't. There's nothing I could do that would put down a marker. So the only hope I've got is to kill her with kindness or ignorance. Just ignore her. I don't know. If only there was a life logistics service you could subscribe to and find out the best thing to do in this. The thing is, I've ignored her for years, but now it's escalated. And if it's my daughter's birthday little get together that she's been looking forward to, it'll be such a shame if she does that, but she'll do it. She won't make any difference with it. It's a nice celebration. She'll do it. I mean, Mm, remember this is a woman who cut the head off my son's fucking sunflower. Yeah. 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 I'll never forget that. Yeah. That's, that's, that shows what she's capable of. Well, I mean, let us know on Friday's episode, if you're still alive, um, bring us up to date with what happens I wish you the very best of luck with that Sam we didn't get round to 
um, some monkey biographies from Edinburgh Zoo, or some th- some thoughts on Zippy that you had. Perhaps we can save them for later in the week. But, Maybe um, Friday. That's Friday's episode. Friday covered. could be a bumper episode. There could be all sorts going on in Friday's yeah. episode. But that's it from this one. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, everybody does need good neighbours, apart from the ones that are cunts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.